if it ever becomes about dollars for hours, if it ever becomes about number of sessions, if it ever becomes about number of videos in the library and the quality of those videos and the fact that these ones are downloadable, congratulations, you're a commodity. And unfortunately, that most often means your business becomes a race to the bottom. Here's the hard truth. People are conditioned to ignore your marketing message. Most of the stuff you'd create doesn't get read, doesn't get watched, and ultimately, nobody buys from it. I'm Jason Lynette, and I'm here to help you stop being the best kept secret to the people you know you can help. If you're a business owner, and if you're ready to cut through the overwhelm of launching something that creates massive impact and brings in an awesome income, you are in the right place. Welcome to Attract Pre-Sold Clients. As a business owner, this has got to be one of the worst feelings in the world, where you invest all sorts of time and energy and maybe even money to release something out into the world and then nobody responds to it. Has this ever happened to you before? I know it's happened to me in the past before I kind of figured out the systems to stop doing this, but it's that feeling where perhaps you spend all sorts of time to create some piece of content. And let's generalize this for our time together here today. Maybe it's the content on a website. Maybe it's a social media post, an article, a blog post. It might even be what sometimes is the massive effort to put together a video or even record an audio. And yet, despite all this effort, despite your heart absolutely being in the right place, you blast it out into the world and then there's zero response. The silence is deafening. And what I'm here to tell you today is that if this is happening to you, you might be guilty of blasting what I call the content confetti cannon. And here's the backstory as I explain to you exactly what the content confetti cannon is and exactly how to avoid it at the same time, which part of my story is that, and I feel the need to always point this out, and some of you may smile as you hear me say this because we've realized this should not be a thing we have to highlight, yet it's important that I ran a successful business of my own before I started teaching business principles to other people. And even though I'm privately recording this before we launch this podcast episode, I can already feel the energy that some of you are smiling and smirking because you realize why that's unfortunately such an important thing to have to say. And as I started to talk about business, as I started to unravel why things that I did either worked or did not work, the first draft of what I'm sharing with you here was simply making it a point to build content that satisfied a specific and strategic purpose in your world. And the update to this, though, actually only goes back to March of 2022. And I'm at a conference. There's a lot of business owners that are there. And we're talking about you know content strategies. What are you doing? What's working? What's currently not working? What have you learned? And suddenly, call it inspiration, out rolled from my mouth. Well, what I do is that I help people stop the content confetti cannon. And I'll tell you, you'll hear me over time, the more you hang out with me, talk about what I call the power of feedback, that you have two ears and one mouth, and some of the most influential knowledge will come by listening to your audience and modifying what you do to match up with exactly what they're looking for. Well, I'm at this event, and I said, I help people stop the content confetti cannon. 
And it wasn't just that all conversations stopped at the table that I was sitting at because they wanted to hear more. It was that people from the table about a dozen feet away turned around, dragged their chairs over, and suddenly I was holding court and talking about the content confetti canon and power of feedback at its best. This is what this lecture is now officially called. So let's define this, though. What is the content confetti canon? Well, the result of it is what it's defined as. It's the stuff that nobody watches, nobody reads, nobody interacts with, and ultimately nobody buys from it. And so today, I'm going to share with you how to break this pattern. Let's continue this blasting cannon metaphor. I don't know if we stifle a cannon or muzzle a cannon. Basically, today I'm going to talk with you exactly how to break this pattern in a very reliable, consistent way to attract pre-sold clients into your world. And I have to make a very polite and slightly playful request, but this is actually something I've learned to be necessary. It wasn't that a lot of people were doing the thing I'm about to mention, because only a few of them was too many. Please do not look at other people's content on the web and drop a comment underneath it and then tag me and go, hey, Jason Lynette, this has got content confetti cannon written all over it. Please don't do that. You know, if you're one of our consulting students, we can talk about it, we can address it, but please don't make other people on the web who might not yet know me hate me. There's a real story behind that, which is why I, I say that here. Instead, here's the direction that we are going. And it's a playful phrase that you're going to hear me say at times here, that when you really dial in exactly what you're doing to attract pre-sold clients to your business, that becomes the moment that you can soon realize that you can achieve so much with so little. And I say that never to minimize any of this, but it comes down to a few repeatable influential and persuasive patterns to, again, have your dream clients selling themselves into what you do in a predictable, reliable way. So today is all about targeting premium sales with the right content. Today is about how to stop blasting the content confetti cannon. The number one way to stop the content confetti cannon is to focus your messaging on activating a strategic belief shift in the mind of your audience. Okay, wow, that was a really quick episode. We will see you all next week. Although, let's keep going here because part of this belief shift is not just about what it is you put out to the world. Instead, there's a major belief shift that if I'm operating the way that this should be going, we need to take a moment and talk about you because it turns out there's a belief shift that I found many of you, myself back in the day, need to achieve. And here's the belief shift. It's that you are a content creator first. To be a business owner, your one and only main focus at the beginning of the client journey is that you are a content creator. Now, take note, as often is the style here, I'm not necessarily saying you're a video creator, you're a blog writer, you're a uh, YouTuber, you're a TikToker, you're a LinkedIn knight, whatever phrasing would make sense for these various cultures. Because the content strategy instead comes around to exactly what it is you are putting out to the world. And in your case, the content might be that 
classic elevator speech that you say shaking hands at a in-person networking event. It might be if public speaking is part of what you do. We, we have the story of Connie Joe, who's one of our students, who had run a group program for going on about a year. And at the end of a year, actually had generated really just like one real client. And as soon as she dialed in some of the influential client attraction secrets that we teach, suddenly then turned it into a massive client generating machine. And by doing so, it really made that pivot even easier to take the messaging that she found to be effective in this interactive group format and then start to build the right content that then brought people into her world. And I tell you that story specifically because it's part of the belief shift that I know many of you need to grab a hold of, that you are a content creator first and you are a service provider second. And yes, everyone else who would possibly talk about funnels and sales systems and whatever other, you know, sort of, uh, you know, phrases that describe the similar idea of that, it's this awareness that you've got to fill the pipeline somehow. As we can playfully say, Kevin Costner's father was a dirty, rotten liar. And not Kevin Costner's real father, but the character in the movie Field of Dreams. <laughs> you may not have seen the movie, but we all know the phrase, if you build it, they will come. There's another step to that. You've got to let the world know that you're here before the universe will then begin to respond to you. So if you are not yet putting energy towards content creation, if you are not yet taking ownership of your own messaging, and, and look, if you cannot yet really sell yourself on the idea that what you do is one of the best things that could be provided to people, it kind of points to perhaps why you might not be getting the results that you desire. And I share this because otherwise people end up with this idea of, I just need to hire that out. I need to job that out to someone else. If you can't yet sell it to yourself, that's a block. That's a big part of the reason that I do what I do here. So phase one, of understanding what needs to occur to stop the content confetti cannon is this sort of double-edged belief shift that belief shift number one, you need to understand that you are a content creator and that's what drives the momentum of your business. We'll talk about the right content in the rest of this week's podcast episode. The other part of that though, is that nearly everything you do in some way needs to strategically achieve a belief shift to activate a new way of thinking, thereby changing the criteria upon which how people make decisions, which then aligns them directly to you. And seriously, go back and listen to the last 30 seconds of what I just said, because I'm telling you, that's everything. And that also relates to how we become, you become the reflection of the media that you interact with. And I say this not to build this big global 1% conversation, which has been popular in recent years, yet it's the media that begins to shift and drive our opinions. You become a reflection of what you listen to the most. And guess what? The same way that those media companies are media companies is the same way that back to this belief shift, you're a media company too. And there's an audience out there who needs to hear what you do needs to hear how you can solve their problem because you are the person that they know can help. And simply put, how dare you keep that to yourself? 
makes it a whole lot easier to stay relevant, to stay current, to stay top of mind when you operate from that specific belief system. As we are here talking about attracting pre-sold clients, here's what content serves the purpose of in your world. It helps you to condition a relationship so that now, with the right strategies of ethical influence and sales persuasion dialed in, you have your audience now rehearsing the sales process in advance. They are putting themselves in the experience of already utilizing your services, going through your programs. They are then becoming part of that story that you are telling. And because of this, don't you now owe it to your audience, as we're always going to be in a culture of some negative story in the news and why everything is harder now than it ever was before, instead to become this source of, can I say, inspiration? This shining light that is reaching out that hand going, I know what it's like out there. I understand you. Let's fix this thing together. And this is some of the more emotional stuff behind, I get into the tactics here, that really needs to be there. Because this is what allows you to step into a place of flexibility. This is what allows you to continue to create and continue to be prolific and relevant and yes, massively successful because now your journey is based upon real-time feedback and actually getting feedback from those times that yes, you might unfortunately occasionally blast something out that it does come from that content confetti cannon. So as part of this, a little disclaimer that I'm surprised may be a little unique here sometimes, which is that I'm okay and I actually encourage you to talk about yourself and your own experiences. There comes a place when you dial in the right influential strategies into your business where you transcend your modalities, you transcend your methods and your deliverables because your niche, your specialties now becomes you. And it's about training this identity-based business where now they're building rapport, they're building a connection with you. And that's the reason why they become bonded, not just to doing business with you, but also now following through with exactly what you are going to share with them. How does that journey begin though? That journey begins, the content needs to start in your client's language. One of the biggest things we often help to crush right away with our consulting students is eradicating that whole virus of expert speak. The things that you say, the things that are important to your industry are not necessarily what your audience is waking up in the middle of the night and thinking to themselves. So begin to compile a list of what are they looking for and what do they want? And more specifically, how do they say that to themselves as you begin this conversation in their language, that becomes the ultimate hook, the ultimate attention getter, the thing that grabs their focus and brings them into your world. And I just use the word conversation because everything needs to be done from this feeling that I'm talking to you directly as opposed to one to many. You know, it's where it's important to often cut out the royal we if you are not a we. Uh, my company, we are a we. I have a team of other coaches that I brought on who do what I do just as, in my opinion, as good as I do, if not better in some cases. Uh, we have a support team. We have a client concierge director. So we are a we. And this is not to say don't be a we if you are a we, but if you're a you, be an I. It's you and I. Everything is always about a conversation. 
as we talk about blasting the content confetti cannon, let me go high level here for a moment, and I will not pretend these next terms I'm about to say are my own, yet let me introduce them here. Tofu, mofu, bofu. If we spell it out, T-O-F-U, as in tofu, and then use that spelling to then do mofu and bofu. And what this breaks down is the content in your mind, in your strategies, in your influential systems, needs to segregate the knowledge of everything you share between top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. What are the questions that they are asking themselves before the journey even begins, before they're even aware of you? That's top of funnel. As they now become aware of you and your specific approach, and let's even say maybe your specific deliverables, that's where we start to edge closer into MOFU, which is middle of funnel. As it then gets into the specifics of pricing and how it works, how much, if it's like an interactive program, how much is self-directed, how much is live in real time, the more, again, nuts and bolts stuff, that's BOFU, bottom of funnel. And one of the biggest flaws that I see people do, and one of the biggest reasons why people accidentally start blasting the content confetti cannon, is they put out a lot of middle and bottom of funnel stuff to an audience that yet has not yet built rapport with you at the top of funnel level. Start the conversation in their language, in their dialogues, in their emotions and concerns, and then educate, reframe, rebuild along the way, that's what then happens with the mofu and the bofu stuff. What it really comes down to, and this is why I found it to be such a breakthrough for people that we give our consulting clients a simple exercise that takes all the guesswork out of getting your desired audience's attention. That once you kind of master this little understanding as to what needs to happen differently at the top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel level, it becomes this systematic way that you can kind of just, you know, the classic set it and forget it and have your content truly selling what you do, activating that pre-sold relationship in the mind. So this is not, <laughs> this is not, oh, it's Tuesday, it's four o'clock. Oh crap, I need to post something. Which I'll admit was part of my content strategy in my business at one point. And it's part of why business wasn't going so well. And now that we've put, as Will Farrell would say, strategery behind all that we do, that's a big part as to why things have continued to scale and continue to grow in the ways that they have. That it's not just because it's Tuesday. So the whole goal of helping you to blast this content confetti cannon is something, and this is why a big part of what we do is begins with a one-to-one -one journey. It's that there's more so some questions that you need to consider. There's some questions you need to ask either of yourself, of your offers, your programs, your services, or even to your audience. And this might be direct, this might be a little indirect, but at the end of the day, people vote with their attention, people vote with their clicks, people vote with their dollars. So some of the questions can include, how can you covertly knock down the belief systems that are holding them back? And the belief systems that are holding them back may directly apply to you and what you do and what you stand for in their world, or the belief systems may be more internal 
that are holding them back from even achieving the result. There might be a very strategic belief shift that has to occur, I'll say it politely, before any method is going to be effective. If it's a personal change, if it's business consulting, if it's even marketing advice. This is what happens when you think, I'm going to hire someone who's affordable just to run ads to my business. And all that does is then brings more sets of eyes to more ineffective content, confetti, cannon, mess. I was about to say garbage, but more content, confetti, cannon, confetti. Let's go with that here. So question number one, how can you covertly knock down the false beliefs that are holding the back from either buying from you or even achieving the result in the first place. Now I said covertly, then again, question number two becomes the easy one. How can you overtly knock down the false beliefs that are holding them back? And I'd throw in a little bit of a bonus here, which is that we live by the phrase that telling does not always equal selling. This is what I mean when I talk about ethical influence. This is what I mean when I talk about sales persuasion. Influence is a journey of guiding someone through a pathway from which they make their own discoveries and epiphanies, which by the way, that is also my direct definition of coaching. Meanwhile, there's consulting, do it this way. (laughs) And any service is always going to be a mixture of coaching and consulting. Yet we can knock down those belief systems covertly as well as overtly. Simple example, overtly might be, many of you are thinking this, and here's the truth. That's overtly. You kind of need a little bit more rapport in the early stages for that to land. I'm a big fan of covert influence, ethical persuasion. And this is where another question you can ask, what are some of the stories you can tell that are either yours or even appropriately from others? They may be Stories of people you've learned from. They may be stories of your own clients. They may be stories that the public just kind of knows of, or even things that are metaphorical, let's say, from a movie. What stories can you tell that unconsciously knock down the old belief system and unconsciously now program a new story in their mind that then aligns that shift of belief system specifically to you? I used a whole bunch of big words to explain that. (laughs) Yet basically, if you can be that person to facilitate this belief shift in their journey, what that now does is ultimately align this new belief system back to you and it causes that pre-sold client attraction dialogue in their brain where now they are further selling themselves into what you do, likely before you've even made the sales offer. Another question to consider, and listen for the big modifying word in the middle of this one, how can you respectfully throw rocks at shared enemies so that they know you understand them? Now, understand I'm somebody who makes it a point to phrase everything as positively as I possibly can, and I'm not going to be the person going, here's this other person on the web, here's their name, here's their home address. They're full of, uh, no, don't do that. Uh, Instead though, there's usually some sort of common shared enemy or some other, listen for the air quotes on this one, some other conventional method that should be the regular way that they go about solving that problem. 
And yet by structuring the way that you even talk about what you do so that it's attracting this pre-sold relationship in people's minds and activating what I call a subconscious sales system has them mentally rehearsing that for you. When you are the one who helps to facilitate this new system of belief, they connect every bit of that back to you and they are now more likely to then follow you to the next logical step. So this is where I tend to always say this, and again, it's respectfully throw rocks. I do my best to not ever call out a specific thing though. Easy example, I was on a call this morning with one of our students in our program and many of her clients have gone a traditional therapeutic route and that's part of her backstory too. And now clearly there's a reason why she does something very different. And it's up to you how polarizing you want to be in your messaging, yet she does have a segment of her audience. This is why we made this decision together. There's a segment of her audience that is still doing that and sees value in that. So we don't want to call it out by name and put it down, yet we can do it respectfully as in, you know, a model of change where all you're doing is telling the old story over and over. And the people who want to hear that throw rocks are going to hear it. The ones who will hear that will then quantify to go, yeah, but my therapist does things differently. That's where, again, respectfully throw rocks. The other question here, in terms of stopping the content confetti cannon, and this is one of the biggest breakthroughs I see people have. How can you define your momentum? How can you define your editorial calendar? How can you define the specific choices of what you do to bring people into your world? This is where we can help you to take the guesswork out of what platforms, what social media platforms are important to you, which ones you can perhaps ignore with good reason. It's really where you can now define the momentum of all of your marketing and promotion based on these belief systems that need to be activated as opposed to things. This is where we teach that there are six core belief shifts that you routinely need to address so that your audience becomes pre-sold on you. Once you dial in these specific belief shifts, that's where it becomes even easier to then look at your marketing and go, what haven't I done recently? Oh, let's go this direction. And now there's purpose to what you do. And the final point is that as you're creating your content, and this should be one of those ahas that shouldn't even have to be an aha, speak to solutions, speak to desires, speak to outcomes not necessarily modalities or even deliverables. For many of you who may be in a service-based business, I know we have a lot of online coaches who follow what I do. If it ever becomes about dollars for hours, if it ever becomes about number of sessions, if it ever becomes about number of videos in the library and the quality of those videos and the fact that these ones are downloadable, congratulations, you're a commodity. And unfortunately, that most often means your business becomes a race to the bottom. We're a big fan of talking about premium sales as you talk to solutions and outcomes and desires. That is your fastest pathway to stop blasting the content confetti cannon. Thank you for listening to Attract Pre-Sold Clients, where you get strategies proven to work in businesses around the world. I'm Jason Lynette, and if you're ready to crush the confusion of what to say and how to say it to consistently attract your dream clients, check out our free resources today at attractpresoldclients.com.